that song went on for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yo, 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 yo. I'm like, oh was good my God. Is know, it I was ever wondering. going to stop? Like, no. really? I, I, I could not get it to stop. I don't know why, but it would not stop. Okay. So, it looks like I'm on a roll. Yes. Like, really? Okay, let's try this again. Um, okay. All right. I am your girl, your diva, Sasha, coming in to you live again for another episode of Night Talks with Sasha. Now, I know all y'all thinking, like, okay, where she at? Where she at? I want to hear her. Where she at? Where's Pretty Fat Girl Gang? Where's Quay? Where's LaQuasha? Where she at? Baby. She ain't here. Um, unfortunately, she had an family emergency. Um, oh, as well. We talked this morning. Yeah, we talked this morning. She said that she had a family emergency and that um, she wasn't going to be able to come tonight. Um, she tried she to get in touch with me. Huh? Did she get? Did she try to work with you to reschedule? Yeah, we're gonna work with each other to reschedule and okay. work it out and see what day. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk much today because, yeah. well, she was busy, you know, with her family emergency, and well, I was visiting my oncologist today. Okay. So. It's been one of those. It's been days. one of those days. Gotcha. Yeah. It's been one of those days. It's been one of those days um, where it wasn't bad with the oncologist. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just nerve-wracking. Uh, first of all, let me introduce everybody. That, let me introduce. Um, this is Deidre. Deidre came in with me at the last minute. I was like. Hey, come on. Like, come on with me. Um, I think, let's see. I think we got somebody else. Lady T, is that you? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, no. Um, I don't know. Maybe she decided not to call. But um, anyway, this is Deidre from HPS Magazine. She's a CEO and editor of HPS Magazine. We've got to, she was on the show with the panel that I had when we were talking about the intelligent, emotionally intelligent men. Yes. That show. Yeah, we're going to finish that. that okay, cool. um, I'm intrigued to see the men that's going to, that's going to be on, that's going to be on the show. Because I'm looking for better conversation than the last one. Yeah, most definitely. Um, <laughs> the thing about that was when we, when the show we were going to do and we were having a hard time with everyone getting on, that was not sure. my fault. That was the platform's mm-hmm. fault. Yeah. And um, they were having some technical difficulties. 
with their engineering and things like that, and they did not. Yeah. This DJ, they did not get through and get everything done and fixed and up working until. So how much of a discount did you get? <laughs> they gave us um, they those that were affected because some people were and some people were not. They gave us uh-huh. a, um, they gave they they made it good. They they did good. Because yeah. I remember you telling me about the one aspect. I'm like, but for that long, I'm like, I know that had to been increased. Yeah, they had to, they had to, they had to put something extra extra in that pot. <laughs> we'll exactly. Talk okay. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Because, okay, okay. Um, okay. but then I did, I, you know, I did ask them because today before this show that was supposed to be on here with uh, Pretty Fat Girl, I uh-huh. emailed them and I was like, hey, are y'all going to are y'all stuff gonna be working? Because listen, I need I need I, I got somebody that's coming on here that's going to be important, and I you know they were like, oh, we're sorry for the inconvenience. They hurried up and emailed me back. Because um, uh. <laughs> I I was like, I need mom. You made me spend money. I I want my, I want my coin. I need my coin. Yeah, okay, I that, that that uh lucky charm pot should have been a little bit fuller. Exactly, but like I said, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. Girl. I we got you. Oh, we will. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, ma'am. So, got that figured out. Got that worked out. So, everything good. is, it should be working good. So far, it is. I mean, I can hear you really good. Vice versa. It's like when starting with the music, because before the music would, it would be, uh, what's the word? It would skip. Yes. A lot. So it was staticky. So yes. that's why I was like, okay, I'm jamming to finally. I can. I'm like, okay, that was good. Yes. So yeah, and you've it always been very clear. It was just perfect. Yes. Now. Yeah. It does. So whatever they I did, them, I give them props. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. So far, so good. I'm satisfied with that. I think. Hey, Lady T, that's you. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Yes, me. Hey. Hey. This is Tiadra. Which is on the air. Uh, We were talking about how clear and better everything sounds tonight with the work that they did, the engineers for the platform. So hopefully we won't have any more. issues um coming up so let's ask let's let's do a little catch up how was y'all christmas how was your new year 
What did you do? Chris, my Christmas was really good. Uh, I got to see my great niece open up her pres- presents and have those little cute moments where she's going, ooh, ah, wow. But all in all, she ain't, when she gets that one gift and, like, screw the rest, I'm done. I'm, I'm good. Yep. And yep. that one gift was a, a little mini broom and dustpan. Oh, Lord. I'm like, at least it wasn't Oh no, because she's two. So I, everybody's yeah. like, when she comes to our house, she's she coming with that mini, that broom, a dustpan. We gonna put her to work. Yeah, I, my godson. Oh my godson, he was little. He was about a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Christmas, and I got him the cutest little, of course. So. I'm a I'm a godmother. It's almost like being a grandmother, being an aunt. So you get the mm-hmm. loudest toys and you give it to them and they take it home so that it yep. can annoy the hell out of their parents. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And I put the batteries in it and everything. So he got the toy and he played with it and he looked and then he took the box. <laughs> And he played so the, the, the parents get back at you. Yeah. When they bring when and they bring them around, they bring them back with that toy. They do. They really do. Mm. They really do. Yeah. Um, but he um, for about three hours, he played like he played with, with the, the box. box. Yeah, that sounds about right. And he just looked at the box. And he was just into the box. He wanted to take a nap with the box. In the box. Oh, that's too cute. Um, there are pictures of him. In the box. And he's in bed. Mm-hmm. He's in his crib taking a nap with a big box. <laughs> and the toy is over to the side. And, um, yeah, that Aww. was... That was Christmas for him, and um, and then he took the other boxes, and his brothers helped him stack the boxes and made a fort with the boxes. Okay. And so they didn't, he didn't play with many of his toys, um, just the boxes. But just the boxes, and and the, we were all looking at them like, damn, y'all. And I'm like, this is what kids do, and they're like, yeah. This is what kids do. They play with boxes. You spend all your money, and then they play with boxes. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's how I go. Yeah, that's how I go. They, they eventually gravitate to the to the toy, but that yeah. initial reaction, the box, the box. Yeah, they want the box. So, Lady T, how about you? You didn't have no little babies. To play with boxes. How was your Christmas? My Christmas was well. We went to the mountains for Christmas and um, just had some family time. Okay, that's, that's nice. nice. That's nice. Um, I was here. I was home for Christmas. I wasn't feeling the best, mm-hmm. and mentally, I just. 
was not I didn't have a good Christmas. I'm thankful to be here. I was very thankful to be um alive and being doing you know, doing well. But as far as the Christmas yeah. holiday and everything, it was not it was not good. It was not it my was best. Not the high nah. spirits. Nah. Yeah. Mm-mm. I can understand. I can understand that. Yeah. Seeing my great niece, that's that's always my highlight. Any any day of the year. But Mm -hmm. take her take her and my niece her little her family out of the equation. I'm just like it Christmas for me is just like like another day. Yeah. That's that's basically what it was for me this year. Uh well, last year. It was it was no. just another day. It was a, a lot a lot of things happened. December the third, uh, is my mother it would have been on my mother's birthday. Um uh-huh. so it's a lot. And then unfortunately I had a family member that passed Pass. away a couple of yeah, days before Christmas. So that was like, oh wow. Mm. So yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best last year, but I'm here, I'm thankful. Um are y'all making any New Year's resolutions? Are we doing that this year or are we are we done with that? Like what do y'all think about uh, me personally, that? Me personally, I'm done with it. I yeah. know cuz it's like throughout the year I always have set goals that I want to do. So mm-hmm. it's like I don't really just wait for the oh the beginning of the new year. So this is where everything. I'm like no, because everything's gonna change. Because it's like if I make if I meet it's like if I meet this goal, right? Then I'm like I'm not done for the rest of the year. Let's just okay now. Just gotta move on to the next one. Yep. Because it's like what goals when it became. What were y'all goals that y'all wanted that y'all set for the new year? If there was just I, anything in general, or is that I, I didn't set any. Well, when it came to my my goals, um, I I don't think I've really set any goals. Basically, mm-hmm. I just have a things that I I want to do, things that I know, yeah. things that I know that I want to achieve. I guess it was our goal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it just depends on the but way you look at it. Yeah, but they're not necessarily in the same realm of what I think of. Okay, I, I you know. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like um, things that I want to achieve necessarily. They're more personal mm-hmm. things that I yeah. want to do. Um, so I guess those are goals. Um, one of them that one goal that I want to do for uh, 2024 is I want to take a seven vacation. I want to go somewhere tropical. Like, I don't want to go to just a couple of days and, you know, I want to actually go somewhere and be going for, like, 
a, for seven days. Um, and I want to go out of the country. So um, I got to get a passport. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of doing a cruise. Um, actually, I'm thinking cruise about doing... Yeah, I'm thinking about doing a cruise um, for Christmas and not, you know, just saving it for that time, you know, for that time of year and doing it for Christmas and not be home for Christmas. Um, I want to get, I want to do a girl's trip. I want to get, like, my girls together and do a girl's trip. Of course, I want more people coming on for the podcast and for the show um and for it to grow but there's some other things that I'm I'm doing in the background that that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with my podcast and I'm just not really ready to talk about that yet yeah okay I'm kind of the same way it's like I want to have to reach a certain amount of number of subscribers yes. by the end of the year. There's certain people I want to get, I want to strive to get an interview. I've tried a couple of times, but it's like, okay, Deidre, it's time to go back. Let's let's get it going. Be, keep going. Mm-hmm. Eventually, yep. you'll get past, past production company and they'll be just like, okay, she's serious. Not mm-hmm. going away. But I, I get that. I get that. Cause it, yeah, good. I'm listening. What about you, T? No. You sure are quiet yeah. tonight? It's been a very long day today. Um, oh, uh, at work and then some. So I am in my chill mode tonight. Um, for gosh. me, it's a um the past two years I did not set um a goal because let's just be honest, we just was trying to live. True. Um sure. COVID had us like I just want to be alive when the the new year comes and I want my family here and I wanna hold on to my family like it really had us to where you didn't know you didn't know. And now that sure. we kind of went back to normal, so to speak, our new normal, I should say, um, there are a few goals that I put in place for myself, for my family, and um, the steps to, to get there and to not get discouraged. I think that's what happens to 85% of us. We get discouraged midway sure. or of away, and we just, okay, well, forget it. And we just got to keep pushing. And I think that's the biggest thing is to keep pushing and not give up. And and a closed door is not necessarily a bad thing. You just got to go to another door. So, exactly. Yeah. I agree with that. I totally agree. That's some very uh, sensible thinking. And um, sometimes you need that. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I do have one personal goal. Okay. That that I want for 2024. 
Yeah, I do. And I don't mind saying. Okay. I want to have sex. Hey. (laughs) It's about time. (laughs) Everybody comes back into that mode at their own time, but yay. Hey. You know, I, I, I think to, you have to, to, you have to put it out there. Yeah, you have to yeah. you have to put it out there what you want and what you need. Um, yeah, that's what I want for twenty twenty. One of the things that I want for twenty twenty four, I think that okay. You know, just a just, just no, a little okay. bit, not a lot. Okay. Yeah, just a little bit. Not a, not a lot. No, you got to start off slow and then find your pace. Yeah. Exactly. And my aunt, she calls it, she calls it being turched. Yeah, my aunt's like, oh, you, you ready to be turched? Oh, boy. And I told her, yes. Yes, Aunt Janice, I am ready to be turched. Wow. Says, okay. okay. Well, well I say go funny. get turched. Hello. You put it out there, trust me. It 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 should <laughs> it should happen. <laughs> I don't know about that. Hey, you, you, know, put into just, you just gotta make sure what comes what comes with you is the right thing before it goes into you. Beyond that, trust exactly. Me, that's, exactly. That's gonna come to that's the that's the that's the that's the goal to make sure it's what you need and not but um but yeah, I just really wanna have fun. I just really want my summer was it was fun. I had a good mm-hmm. time, but, but um, my doctor was like, "It's it's too hot for you to be out, so too too much yeah. heat, and, and you're on too much different medications mm-hmm. to be out in the sun." And uh, I don't want you to, I don't want you to have, you know, get sick. And um, so I kind of had to. Thing inside. You know, curtail. Yeah, I had to kind of stay and kind of curtail a lot of my summer plans because um, it was so hot. And so yeah. that was like, oh, okay. Um, I'm just hoping to get out a little bit more um, in 2024 and do some things and go some places and one place I want to do, I, I do want to come to Texas because I want to, it is a retreat that I want to go to in Texas uh-huh. with this um, full, um, her name is Candace Love and um, his name is um, uh, Brick, Brick, Buddha Brick, I think that's his name. They are this mm-hmm. new age couple. And they hug trees. You told me about this. Yeah. Is that 
Like mm-hmm. they're in a park. Is that is that for grounding? Because they say because we spend so much time in front of the computers and on our cell phone that you need to ground. You need to become one with the earth. So I think it's safe enough to say we yeah. all remember back when we were kids how we would play outside with no shoes on. That was mm-hmm. that. That was good for us. And because people don't do yeah. that now, that's because of mm-hmm. all the elders and stuff. So now people go outside barefooted and walk in the park or walk in their grass and hug trees so we can ground ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And uh, they okay. do they do a meditation. Um, it's like a weekend thing. And one of the mm-hmm. um, one of the events that they do is that they go into the park and um, they have meditation. And they walk around barefoot in the grass, and they hug trees, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they ground themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, I mean, I think to younger generations, this is like so foreign. But to people yeah. over thirty-five and up, that's this is so freaking normal. Remember playing one count hide and seek. You hugging that? You better. Hide. Counting on that tree, you're doing all these different things. Mm-hmm. So hugging a tree ain't, ain't mm-hmm. is not something that's so far fetched. It's just the younger generation is like they've never even heard of that or even thought of that because it's like doesn't really how many trees are really out is all se- majority cement. So it's like what is this back that's into the, uh what? Was that not not disco the hippie age? Yeah, yeah, like that's, that's what so it far, is. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. something so far fetched, and it's reality. It's not. It's just different generation. Mhm. And a lot of times it's looked at as new age, and but again, like you said, Deirdre, it's really not. It's not thing new. To a lot of people, mm-hmm. but it is to some people. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's uh, people that are now. I think that the pandemic really opened up people to um, different ways of grounding themselves, different ways of connecting than what they were used to. Um, mm-hmm. And looking at things, I think that is. But yeah, I I would love to um, to do that. They also have like if you are, and I I said I was gonna send you the info because you are in mm-hmm. Houston. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to send it to you. But they they also have these evening parties like they a lot of bunch of people get together and they'll have dinner and then they'll do shrooms. They'll do who? Mushrooms. Oh, okay. I heard shroom. I'm like, yeah. Huh? Yeah, shrooms. They'll do they'll do mushrooms and it's it's a lot of New age living and and things that are going on um, everywhere, but it's really it's really big in um, 
in Houston right now. There's a, mm-hmm. a a culture of it of people, you know, where black people are really getting in touch with their um, foster side. They're they're getting in touch with nature. Um, also, um, <clears throat> Brick Buddha, he is a. I hope I'm saying his name right. He is a. Um, counselor um, and he does a lot of counseling with men um, they're real big on um, Instagram I have to send y'all the um, send you the info okay. because I, I think that if you can get in touch with them they'll be really good as a husband and wife to go into HDS I think that that would um, be fitting so so yeah, I wanna I wanna come do that in Houston in the spring. That's what that's when they're supposed to be doing it in the park. Oh okay. So hopefully I make it. Yeah. Oh you. Uh, did y'all? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. My fingers are crossed about yeah making it. It'll be great to see you here. Yeah, I would. Um, I really I wanted to visit. San Antonio as well. I had a friend, one of my little brothers. Um, he died last year. He and his wife lived in San Antonio, and um, he was here in Georgia. And then he met his wife, and they mo- he moved there. But he passed away last year. Um, but I still want to go to San Antonio um, to visit visit her and yeah. um, just go to. Ta- I think I think San Antonio is a beautiful place. It, it is. is. Yeah. It has its, its it has its uh, views. I definitely will give it that. You just got to be careful with the drive. Yes. Oh. Last time I went, yeah. Last time I went, I drove my friend from who was visiting me from Japan, and I promise mm-hmm. you, every car we pat we that drove by us, one door was dented from a car accident. Every so that tells you nobody they bad with driving. As bad as we get, we get wow. kind of on about our traffic. I've never seen. Um, almost every car on the high, on the freeway got a dent. I, I think like, if oh, you can drive, if you can drive in New York, um, you can drive anywhere. Yeah. To deal to deal with New York traffic. Mm, California too. Uh, we've driven, yeah, we've driven in New York. We didn't really deal with too much traffic. California notorious traffic. Thankfully, I did not. We did. We experienced traffic, but not what what they're known for. So I was yeah. thankful for that. But. Um. Yeah. New York no. is horrible. The roads in New York are horrible. 
Yeah. They're so raggedy. Like it's They they have so many, and when I'm talking about potholes, I'm not talking about a little pothole. Yeah, they're holes. Craters. Yes, like it's ridiculous, and and then it's dirty. Like no offense to New Yorkers, but the Bronx is dirty. Mm-hmm. No offense. To the Bronx and those from the Bronx. Yeah. No offense, don't don't do it, but y'all know it's dirty. Like y'all know it's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It's really dirty. Uh, I think the whole whole the every a lot of parts of New York, they've um they've had issues with their garbage dealing with disposals and yes. stuff like that. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like within place. They have those unforeseeable times where it's bad, but then they try to pick themselves up and, okay, try to make some improvement. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think it's as bad as it was, but maybe that just might be for now. Well, no, it's you know, not as bad as it used to be because I remember um, – my uh, my husband used to tell me, oh, you think this is bad. You should have saw it 10, 10 years ago. Like, this is, yep. this is clean. This is clean compared to what it was 10, 15 years ago. So, it, it, it's not. But, um, yeah. Um, but I just wish that the um, they would fix their roads. And especially, like, George Washington's bridge. Uh huh. That that bridge. It needs some improvement. It need like it moves. Like it. Oh wow. You can feel it swaying, especially when you're on the lower deck. Top uh-huh. is not so bad, but when you're on the lower deck of a George Washington's. You feel. Wow. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't good for you. It ain't good. Um, so I wanted to talk about the Cat Williams interview with uh, Uncle Shay Shay, and it uh-huh. tickles me because <laughs> that's one of my nicknames. <laughs> I've watched that. Stuff when I hear that, I, I, I get very tickled. You know, um, I watched it twice, and I'm on my third. I'm like, because I want to make sure I remember. You watching and, it for the third time? Yes, dear. Mm, yes. I was like, because when he gets started, and when he goes on Ricky Smiley, when he does Steve Harvey, oh, when, he, when, he, when he went off, I'm just like, yo, Ricky Smiley, but here. I'll save it, but you, I think you know where I'm going with it. Uh-huh. But I've watched it three times as well. I'm unfortunately, um, I went to. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't. I went to sleep out of being tired, not out of lack of it being entertaining. Mm-hmm. But I uh-huh. watched it for time as well, and 
Yes, when we get to that part, I I think you'll know where I'm going with it. Because he, I'll just say it like this. He had some people upset that he he didn't even mention. And when you got stirred up that he didn't even mention, how much is it? How much of it is true? Exactly. He was given his receipts. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. he watched it because it's mm-hmm. like everything. He was given his receipts. Remember when he was, when he was talking about the wives? He's like he wasn't talking about the ones. He's like talking about seven different other people. So that mm-hmm. so that looks like mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. and it's oh, true. Please tell more. <laughs> I wanted him to tell more too. I, I wanted him to just. Well, let me ask when he when he started. Go ahead, T. Go ahead. What you said? I said I gotta ask you guys a question. Okay. So go ahead. I'm about to. I'm gonna tell a little bit. So Trick Daddy. He came on his live, and he was like, "I said you wasn't funny." I stand on this, 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 and this, all this other stuff. He was just mad, man. And he, um, but he did, out of all that he was saying, he did have a small point, and I want y'all opinion on this. He said, okay. I know stuff about people in the industry, but out of loyalty and out of, I guess, like an unspoken whatever, we don't say anything. You went against that. Do you guys think that he went against that? In other words, in the circle of friends that you have, everyone knows stuff about everybody else, and he just went and sat on a couch and told everybody's business. But they, the reason he even said he said anything is because they gave, they lied on him or said some untruth about him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he promised that he was in. That's when it's like, yeah. think about it. As much as like, besides Cedric Entertainer stealing his jokes and a lot of, he normally, to a degree, is silent. He might have jokes to say when mm-hmm. he's doing his shows, but he's like he was saying, he don't go on people's show. Bro- Podcasts and interviews and all that stuff. He normally do that. So for him to come, he was like, "One, you lying on my name. You lying on projects I've done. You lying on this, this, and it's like, wait a minute. This platform has been cool. Why? Why would no? And just like, no, I got to set me. I have to set this straight. And when it comes to the people who know him, if you know him, as he said. He's going to not worry about you know lying. He's gonna he's gonna tell. He's gonna talk, but he gotta get. But he will be pushed to it. And it's like he can't sit you know sit there while okay all these people come on there and just lie lie in front of this man and they know this man don't know. So he's like, hold up, let let me correct this. Because he knows because everybody that considers it like a, 
a sellout or whatever, keep it they wouldn't do it because they figured they're going to fringe on a friendship or whatever. He's being realistic. How are you going to say that you were, that you were supposed to have this therapist and you didn't even write it? I did. No. I don't think so that he, you're going against – I don't think a person is going against the code, the friend code or whatever if – if somebody else is coming out of the out of the circle and saying things and they know that that shit ain't true, you yeah. got a right to come back and and stand and it. stand on your name and defend your name. Yeah, no, I don't think he's wrong at all. We all know that him and Kevin Hart got beef. So, but when he but he made you think, okay. How did he? No, he's saying he did so and so, so and so, and when he and he cast corrupted. How are you gonna do that there? But then you have everything over here on the first year when you were rookie, just like with any other thing. And I don't think, I don't think that they have. I don't think Kevin Hart and Cat Williams have beef. I think that oh, they other people. Oh, they have beef. Oh. They've been having beef for years. Because uh, had issues about by bringing people in, and Hart went off going off about uh, Tiffany Haddish because Kat, I guess Cat was saying that how she's not funny. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. dude, there are a lot of yeah. I don't listen to because outside of a movie, I don't find her funny either. Stand-up-wise, oh. I find mm-hmm. her funny. In a movie, working with mm-hmm. others, funny. It's a different type of funny. Yeah, but what that's one thing about comedy and, and any of these, any, like even comedy, cooking, whatever, there's a variety of things for everybody. Everybody's not going to like the same type of thing. Right. Everybody's going to, some people think Kat Williams is too harsh. They think uh, Wanda Sykes is, you know, too gay. But I'm like, she's on point. She's good. She makes you laugh. He's he's blunt. He's direct. Very. So there's a there's a slice of pie. There's a different type of pie. Pick your choice. There's a variety. Everybody Cat Williams is more of a. I put him and Dave Chappelle in this storytelling type of category when it comes to comedy and then there are those people like Kevin Hart who is just about getting the fun you know what I'm saying it's about getting the laugh and sometimes you you get it and then sometimes you you don't for me I'll say for me um even said I know, it. I, what I got from the interview was that yeah, he did say that. He said about that being people, a variety. There's people that he don't think is funny, but he was um against cat like like he said, people are always saying these things about him and trying to cancel him as and acting like, it's so many people that are acting as if his intelligence is something that it's not or it's surprising. And it's not surprising to me. But people want to take 
the the social aspect of of your celebrity persona, and then that stands in of who you are as an individual. And I think Cat Williams just proves to a lot of people, not those that were already fans of his, but I think he proved to a lot of people that you can say one thing about me, but you never, you don't know who I am. And I think that he really surprised Shannon Sharp as well with some of the things that he said. Right. You can you can tell on his face. Shannon's like, I'm not gonna get through any of these cards. Because I think I had sent it to um Viva's uh, clip of where he is speaking about stealing jokes. There is a old interview with Bernie Mac about if you have new material, never perform it in front of a room full of comedians because they're going to steal your material yep. and make it their own. And whoever performs it first, that's who the people think it belongs to. And then yep. you have if some of us may remember Designing Women, where that show came on. And I forgot his name. The guy that was on the show told a yeah, joke. Okay, Misha. And then it. Thank you. And then it shows said the entertainer telling the same joke, but he t- mm-hmm. he changed. And then it showed yeah. where Curry was talking about how people steal jokes, and then it showed where um, Steve Harvey had taken one of his jokes and just changed some of the information around. Mm-hmm. And show. Steve Curry had his show, and next thing you know, here comes Steve. From the same controversy, he denies, but he got an app on top. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. mean, and it's not, and that wasn't for, that, like, when he, because I can remember looking at the Steve Harvey show. Now, I watched the Steve Harvey show. I did. But then I also, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, it felt like, ain't we, we don't seen this before? Yeah, hang on, Mr. Cooper. Yeah, exactly. It was the same thing. It was no different than than what Friends did with Living Single. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I noticed the friends when, but I'm not going to lie to you guys, I didn't notice the Mr. Cooper and the Steve Harvey until he said that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I, honestly, yeah, I kind of remembered it, but I, but he brought it back up. He brought it back up to, to the light for a yeah. lot of people when, when, he brought, when he talked about it. Because there was, because you get so used to one show ends and then here's another one biting off of it. It's like to me that's what it's like like I hate to say it and I know people gonna hate on me when it comes to like R. Kelly music. Whereas before he went in, his music, the beat and stuff was still the same. He changed the words to make can call it mm-hmm. new music, but the beats were still the same. You're remixing your own work, it ain't that new. But when right. you get used to doing it so much, 
and everybody don't people stop paying attention. That's just how it is like when it comes to TV. People, you know, when you have this era of really great TV, when those end, instead of trying to create new stuff, you remix. So everything is just remix of something that was good. And people mm-hmm. get just... It's the same... Like, okay, it is, it is. Yeah, it's, it's using the same formula because yeah. if you go back and if you look at it, when it came to thinking with Mr. Cooper and the Steve High Power Show, that concept of two women, one man, but it was a school, all of that, the original concept of one man, two women, that came from Three's Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Living together. So they took that same formula. And there have been many shows with that same type of formula. Because when you go back and you look at the show with um, L. and Debbie Allen, it was almost in the same, but he was supposed to be like, um, who's the boss with Tony Dan? That was a remake. But yeah. her daughter, the young lady, um, B.B. Moore Campbell's daughter that played on that show with LL Cool J, she wasn't that, she was a teenager, but she was going to college. So you still had that same concept of one guy and two women. Mm-hmm. And it's just a formula that worked. So. They just kept it going, and then they just add, and, and that's all that TV is, <laughs> really. You yeah, know, that, I mean, that's all that it really is, is about trying to find that formula that's going to get you that same ratings, that same popularity as it did for that show. We're just going to make them black. Yeah. That's all they did. That's it. Because if you look at Moesha, mm-hmm. Mo- Moesha was, if you go back and you look at the formula of Moesha, and you look at, you are a kid, and you looked at Blossom with Maya Bialik, Brandy was Blossom and Punky yeah. Brewster. You can go back all the way to Punky Brewster. And then Blossom was a formula of Punky Brewster. She's an orphan. Then you got uh, Blossom. She wasn't an orphan. She was like a kid. but She was an eccentric teenager. And then you go, but she was smart. But then you get Moesha, and now Moesha with Brandy is just a black version of Blossom and another concept. And then we're going to put them together. So you're going to get this punky Brewster type thing because you got this funky kid. But then you're going to put in the two parents 
because you got V and her dad, Frank. So that's going to give you a little bit of the Cosby. But she's the stepmother because the yeah. real mother died. It's the same formula, but it's just flipping it around and adding different dimensions to it and taking away from it. But if you go, like I say, if you go back, that's all TV is. It's just a formula. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's it. I made y'all look at y'all TV shows differently, didn't I? (laughs) Yes, you did. I see some brandy things, but I took um, took brandy all the way back. Family ties and the Cosby's were um, similar. Um, But I love both of those Mm -hmm. shows. But I Mm -hmm. think, so with Kat, a lot of people are saying that he did what he did for attention. No. I don't. I don't get it that. Yeah, Kent don't need to. Yeah, it's scene. He's gonna get attention. He don't have to make a scene. His scene was the fact he came with receipts. These people Mm -hmm. on your show, not one, not two, probably more than three, came on your show and was lying to your face. So right. it would if it came to, if it came up and the realization came up, people your your that would affect your his show, and he said he loved his show, he respected his show, so he respected it enough to like yo you got people come on here and they lie to your face, right? Mm-hmm. There was nothing about like but oh that's I'm just the like, thing. Show. but you know. So, all Cat, all Cat Williams did was what King Clarifying. want to do. He stood on business. Yeah, <laughs> he, and he clarified. He clarified. <laughs> it's like this first, and, and everything that he said when he went off on him, he he had his receipts. He had his to the point where yeah. he had his witnesses. So he wasn't going off to where he just like I just don't like these people. No, they made statements. He verified. Oh, exactly. And that's what you're supposed to do. And 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 he was supposed to go back. He was supposed to go back on the platform where they have sit. They own uh, Uncle Shay Shay's house, and they told those. Who in the hell is going to ever believe that Ricky Smiley? Was supposed to Thank be a you. pimp. Thank you. Well, Ice Cube. It don't even fit. Ice Cube came out today and said that uh, that initially, no, Ricky was not going to be a pimp. But Ricky, when he came to read, and as you read for parts, he did read for that mm-hmm. part. However, he said the same yeah. thing you just said with his, with the way he, with his comedy and with the way he looks and things like that, yeah, that you know why you they that fit for him. Uh-huh. But Kat, and he also added that Cat's part was supposed to be 
just as small as the Ricky Smiley part, but because Cat was yes. so good, they added, they gave mm-hmm. him more lines. Mm-hmm. So Cat so not going out there like, oh, I'm like doing all the stuff. Cat just saying, that's not true. Right. He's not going he not going on show to show to show to show and spin it. He went to one show. Right. He did one podcast. Yeah. Everybody else is yeah. doing one show, going everywhere around trying to damage control. Some are doing it and some just, just kinda keep their mouth shut. Kevin Hart going off, going off, going off. Uh, even people, like, uh, for Shannon saying that Shannon should have asked uh, more questions. And Shannon said, if you look at any of my interviews, <laughs> I'm not interviewing. I'm having a conversation. Yep. I talk. Mm-hmm. He said, that's, that's, what, why, that's the reason why I like the show. Yep. He said, I just sit and talk to people. I let people talk. And it's like, and it's like, now, the thing that got me was like when Cat Williams that I heard I heard firsthand the interview with him and when he went off on Wanda Smith. <laughs> I, heard that as well. I want to hear that. That happened I on an Atlanta. You haven't heard it? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh I my knew, goodness. You need to go I find it. Heard it. Find it on YouTube and go look at it because it is Cat Williams in the best form ever. (laughs) But to give you some history with Wanda, Wanda Mm -hmm. is a comedian. She's used to going to dozens with people and getting the best of them. Anybody no, if you can't bring it, don't come to Cat Williams like that, because he's that he's one of those people that's quick on their feet. You have some comedians who are not. He is he is one of those that is quick on his feet. He gonna come with it. And yeah. when getting the best of her, she felt as if she was playing um, victim in a way. Uh, like, oh my God, how dare you! Let him come for me or the person, the personality, the person on the show was like, y'all are comedians. I thought y'all were going tit for tat. And if I'm not mistaken, Diva, he even said to her, if you were in the, I guess, winning or whatnot, you you wouldn't have wanted me to say anything. And I'm like, what? Earth made her think she could play with Cat Williams. Like, that's a no. And first of all, it wasn't even about Cat Williams. First, it was Cat Williams was there because everybody knows Red Grant. I don't know if y'all know Red Grant, the comedian. Cat Williams has took this man out on the road with him. When he was taking, when he took um, Melanie Camacho and he took Red Grant. They went out, they toured with Cat Williams. So he was like, I'm doing a show in Atlanta. 
He's going to be at the comedy club or whatever it was Wanda was hosting. Now, Cat Williams didn't even want to come in because he's like, this isn't about me. This is about Red. This is his interview. You're talking to him. But because he had won the Emmy, oh, come in. The people in Atlanta want to talk to you. They want to hear you. Da 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 da, and then she did that typical thing of doing that three sixty mm-hmm. and trying to turn it around and mm-hmm. making shit personal. And it didn't even have to be that because she could have just she could have just did her interview, left that man sitting there drinking his coffee because they were alive on camera because at that time one three to stream the Frank and Wanda show live so you could see him eviscerate her <laughs> live <laughs> and the shit was golden I mean that shit was so fun it was somebody do you cook yes I cook what you cook Wanda Broccoli. <laughs> the next thing you gonna say you good at opening a can of corn. <laughs> gonna say they oh, yeah. Then he talked about he didn't but he, he never and when and when Shannon was talking about do you think you should have went easier on her because she was a woman? No. Yep. He was right. Not at all, because it's like he's, when you step your ass off that porch and you know that rabbit dog down there and you ain't had no tetanus shot and you don't know how to run, your ass said you can't get away. You don't step off that porch with that rabbit dog. You don't do that. You stay your who, ass in the house. She knew who she was stepping in a ring with. She knew who she was dealing with. She knew. And he said the one thing they go to is he's on drugs. He wants attention. Yep. He's this. Yep. And surely, as soon as he said it, that's exactly what they want. Even Faison, when I tell you people ate Faison up on social media, they're asking him, where you been? And why you even? Why you even say anything? Like, you are so irrelevant. You. You're trying to be relevant. And for you to say anybody can drop a Netflix special, where is yours? I was like, yep. oh, my gosh. It's the same way with that uh what's his name? What's that Spears dude that uh got into all that mess with um Tiffany Haddish? Um Harry oh, Spears. Harry Spears. That's his name. Why he talk? Why he say anything? His career is done. He's done He's done done. done. Lost, lost, then lost interest in him. So it's like, yeah, he had to to get his 15 minutes in. No matter what. I don't even understand. I I just can't understand what the hell Faison 
Is he supposed to be a comedian or is he an actor? Which one is he? And has done something in the past that has offended everybody. I didn't read enough comments to really get on to see exactly what it was, but it was a lot of comments of we've been done with you. We don't even look at you. You're not even relevant, basically, is what they were saying. But um, that's why I was like, well, what did he do? But, I mean, I haven't seen Face On in a movie or on a stand-up in a minute. And, you know, that's what I'm looking for um, to watch, especially on Netflix or on, you know, Showtime. But um, I was going to ask you guys, and I forgot my thoughts. As Kat said, you can't find them on Netflix or Tubi. You can't you can't get them on a, can't find them on a free channel. What does that say? When he said you can't find right. stand up on nothing. Now I will say this: I don't know if it was just added since this interview, but uh, Cedric stuff he got one special on uh, Netflix. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Really? Yeah, that sucker's old. Cedric, uh, yeah, he got one. Now, like I said, I don't know if it was added, but uh, yeah, that is true. It wouldn't help them either way, right? Because I'm like, and the thing, and and I don't know, like I don't know about y'all, because you know. But I'm in a lot of book groups on Facebook. And so this man talking about he read 3,000 books, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Why is everyone saying that's impossible? That's not, like, is that possible? How he going to do that? Like, easily. What you mean? They're saying at eight. They're saying at eight years old, he read. What happened? I think they got it twisted. At eight years old, he had read read three thousand books. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if you look at Cat Williams, Dave Chappelle, and it's another guy. I can't think of his name. Just their vocabulary lets you know they're very intelligent. Thank you. Yeah. You don't have to use the same words over and over again. They're very smart. And comedians look outside the box of what we look at anyway. All comedians yeah. just got to give a of who it is, if you like them or don't like them. And yep. my thing is, how would mm-hmm. I not have highly intelligent? Because he doesn't go along to get along. Because he stands on he's his right, own. That's what it is. Yeah. That's why they try to keep him down because he right. is intelligent. He is because he can do it on his own. He don't need to be to sell himself out and be with y'all. He don't need to do the easy route, as he said. He's done this it to show. He's done it so far. He's proven he can do it, so he don't need to. He's happy with what he got, so it's not like he's jealous. He can go get whatever. He, it is that he wants. He don't want what they have. He can get it himself. So it ain't that he's jealous. But, but and also, you, you can't use well, that I'm sorry, T, what you said? Um, and he's done his own specials. That surprised me. That I didn't know. 
when he paid well, for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard him say that before. Um, but what gets... I lost my thought. <laughs> but what gets um, me is how people, how easy it is for people to dis- try to discard you. Not just this cancer culture, because that's in it a whole nother topic. But, and it goes along with some of the things that Monique was saying at one time, because if you were not doing what everyone else thinks you should be doing or it it means that you're irrelevant like you have no standing like the things that you've done don't matter and that is so far not the truth and I hate that in this day and age because when you look at what the things that he said there's so much whether it's true or not true it definitely gives you things to think about because it's not the first time that we've heard about quote unquote gatekeepers. I know for your, we almost all in the same age. I know y'all have heard the story of there are seven men, there are seven rich men that run the world. Yeah. Y'all yeah. ain't never heard that. And I know, like, it's, it's so, how and why could that not be the the truth of what he's saying or have some validity to it simply because it's coming from Cat Williams because what he's supposed to be jealous or he's supposed I don't think Cat Williams is jealous of anybody. Do I think that some of the stuff he was saying was embellished a little? A little. But I do believe that there is some there is validity to some of the things, especially when he gets to talking about um, Cedric the Entertainer and Steve Harvey and uh, Ricky, what's his name? Um, no. You know what I'm talking. About. Yeah, Ricky Smiley. No. About and then the thing about the dresses and having to wear dresses to emasculate yourself to make money. I mean, because is that not some of the things that that we see a lot of black men, black people talk about in this day and age of the emasculation of the black man, of wearing the dress, of, of I mean, because what gets me, though, is in a time where you had um, Fleet, what was his name? Fleet Wilson? Y'all don't remember that? I didn't hear. The black man that used to, that used to dress up as a woman, his name was Flip, 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 Flip Wilson, and he dressed up as Geraldine. Y'all remember Geraldine? I don't know. 
Jeremy? Um, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. I don't remember people talking about it. You don't remember Jeremy? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a character that Flip Wilson did. On um on a variety show when he was a comedian back in the in the seventies. Um, I can't remember what show it was on, but he was a comedian on the show. Um, and he used to dress up as this woman named Geraldine. She almost reminded you of Jamie Foxx's Wanda. Okay. Yeah. Um, but she used to be, like, he would do it on uh, the Carol Burnett show. Sometimes he would be on there. He would also be on the, um, what's that show? Because they used to have uh, Goldie Hunt on there, and she was a go-go dancer. It was a variety show. I can't remember about. the name of it. You know what show I'm talking about, Adrian? I know. He's showing our age. I can't think of the name of it, but I remember. Yeah. It was the it was a go go something, or I can't remember, but it was it was a Funny. 
for this, you know, this because everybody knows this type of female. And I'm like, if the females aren't making, you know, aren't getting upset about it, the guys, the guys are not going to be upset either because they know somebody who's who acts this way and is female. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just mm-hmm. I mean, you know, being being funny. It's, it's not to, to okay. me. It's not really a black thing. It's just a stigma. Yes, I think yeah. Also depends on one your age. True. And mm-hmm. we're looking because there is a reel of three gentlemen. They they now do reels together and they do reels um, independently. When I first saw their reel, I thought it was a man, you know, dressing up as a woman. Um, mm-hmm. Some case, that is what it is, but in other cases, that is whom they are. So it took me a moment mm-hmm. to realize because as, you know, I started, as I went, you know how you'll catch a reel, then you'll click on it and go to their actual social media hey, platform, yeah. whether it's Instagram or whatever. Anyway, and then as I'm going through and I look at it, I'm like, oh, okay. And so you get in a gray area because there are some men who are playing women, and then there are some men who are playing women, and it's it's something different. So I think that's where the, the gray area comes in. But to me, if you have a talent, use that talent. If you have a and making people laugh, Use that talent. Ricky is at an age where we all knew that old black woman in church who did that in the third. That's why it goes over so well because we all knew somebody in church like that. Uh, See, Mm -hmm. he has the the black woman in church that cussed. As a child or even now, we all knew that black woman in church that kept it together, but if you rub sister so-and-so the wrong way, she would start cussing. You know what I'm saying? So I think because of the age, we know where they're coming from, where, for example, my 16-year-old would be like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. So I think it just depends on the age and, and stuff like that. But and it goes back to what Deidre said earlier. Everyone has their own slice of pie, their own type of comic that they like, their own type of what they find funny. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, for me, it's like um, this is a conversation, a topic that uh, Michael and I because he could not stand Tyler Perry. He could not stand the character. Medea. He could not stand her. Um, you said that it was black women are always talking about how um, we we need positive role models, but then yet and still, we will agree with a man playing all of those mammy-type characters or having those mammy-type traits and we think it's funny. I'm like, it's funny because the reality is, as much as they might be mammy, they're true. And they're still people. Yeah. And they're still females who act that way. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that, that's my thing. I was like, like I told him, I said, when I look at the Medea character, I see that I see a character in my family. And it's more than one woman combined. It's, you know, it's yeah, more than it's just one woman that I can see being a Medea character in my family. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, huh? Are we going oh, with you? See, was you saying something? Oh, no. Um, but I, I think that it, um, it does have something to, I think I agree with y'all both <laughs> that it does have to do with age, but I also think that it has to do with, and people might get a little upset with when I say this, listeners or whomever, but this is my opinion that it also has to do with the trans community as well Mm -hmm. as how they are, I want to say, moving in on, but in the same same sense, they kind of are some trans, let me say that, some trans women are moving in and confusing or or misleading, that's the word, misleading the the community or people into thinking that they are truly women. And I also think that it goes back to, and it's not about a, a religion thing, but it is, but it's not for me. But I do get when people say how the alphabet people, how they can live their own lives, but then at the same token, they try to push their agenda on everyone else. And I think that that has a big part to do with why there is this sentiment of men dressing in drag, but not necessarily dressing in drag, but dressing up as women to play these roles, and why is there only black men doing it, and it's the because, you know, society is emasculating the black man, and and I think it has, it's a very loaded topic of discussion, I believe. I think it has more to do with just than just them dressing up as women to play these characters. I think it's the overall sentiment of how some people in the black community feel towards um, the trans community. I can see to to a degree the about that the pushing their agenda their uh, that part um like maybe I I not really seen a perspective when I see them pushing it's like it's like. This is, you know, this is who I am. So, like, to accept, they have to be 
so I guess the way to for that that level of acceptance and and then also to understand them. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't me personally. I can't see the pushing aspect. Again, I understand, but saying about the phobia and dealing with the the big. That's why I was saying kind of goes into me when I was saying stigma. It's like if you go into drag, if you go into that that realm, oh, you must be something. But I'm like, when dancers go on do concerts, when they're practicing, men wearing heels because that's because you can't say that your your costume, whatever you're wearing for Lizzo or Beyonce, whatever, you're gonna be performing. You're gonna be in heels no matter if you're male or female. Because there's a there's a visual that you're doing. So people mm-hmm. try to put masculinity into, well, I can't do that because that makes me look that makes me look feminine. If you're going for that mm-hmm. part, if you're going for whatever, you're going for a part. You're not you're not going in trying to like, I'm going to be Malcolm. You're going to be what you're going in to play a character. You're going to that be dancing. Yeah. About your masculinity. That says about your creative levels that you can play a part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and that's I think also it's that, that little realm. Go ahead. Uh huh. You think that's also why I what? feel like it's a it's a very loaded discussion. Because there are yeah. people, and and like I, you know, when you go back and you look in history, and you look at, you talk about the history of art, and the history of performing, and performance, let's go and let's talk about how this is not something new, the, of men dressing in drag to perform. Because during the era of Shakespeare, women mm-hmm. were not allowed to um, women were not allowed to participate in productions. When uh, when you talked about Romeo and Juliet and Shakespeare wrote them, and it was done, it it was performed. Um, it was not. Juliet was not a woman. Juliet was a man. Yeah, because women were not allowed in that era to participate in those types of activities of of performance and being on in plays. So there were men that were that wore corsets and they dressed as women. And they wore the wigs, and they wore the flounce, if you know what that is, the, the, the bunnet part of the dress that makes their butt look high. They wore that. Yep. Um, they, squeeze, they, they squeeze their feet into high-heeled women's shoes because they had to play that part. Oh, right. But at the same yeah. time, in that gilded age, there was this um, in the Gilded Age, there was this thing of where men, it, uh, what they call it, Deidre? Um, 
androgyny. Oh, okay. There was a in in the Gilded Age, androgyny was was high. It was known. It was it was how people led their lives during that time. Um, so you know you have to go back and look at the history of what of what we're talking about, and knowing that yeah. Men are dressing as women, and they're wearing dresses as women, it, but it does not necessarily call into questioning of their sexuality. But I do believe that for some people, especially those people that are, again, in the religious some people in the religious realm, and those that have, because let's just be honest, Homophobia is is at its high in the African American community. Um, I feel like all of this conversation that we're having of that is being had about um, trans women and how real women are are being categorized as cisgender and um, and looked at as birthers. I think that that, that conversation bleeds into other aspects of the diaspora. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I got real educated. <laughs> But I feel, you know, I just think that that has, it, I just think that it has more to do with more than one thing is my point that I'm trying to make. But I think it's a good conversation to definitely have. I, um, I enjoy Cat Williams. I, I enjoy comedy. I enjoy Dave Chappelle's type of comedy. Um... I also enjoy the the type of comedy that I used to get from Steve Harvey. I I enjoy Steve Harvey's comedy. I um I enjoy Cedric the Entertainer's comedy at that time. Yeah. But I think that as you grow and as you I'm sorry, go ahead, T. Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, I agree. Um, dip, yeah, when they did their shows or they had that funny moment, they're funny. That's like whatever else. I'm like, that was it. What have they done lately? Yeah, but I, I and I agree with Pat, like, you can't, it's to me, the trying to rewrite history uh, is almost like the South acting as if it won the war. And and now when you go to Virginia, you have to go, out, go down 
Monument Avenue and see all of these Confederate monuments that still stand up as if the South won. You can't, you know, the South didn't win. You can't go back and rewrite that history. And I don't, I don't find fault in him going and explaining this is everybody wants to say. And um, saying, no, that shit wasn't true. Like, this wasn't, that, that didn't happen. That didn't happen that mm-hmm. way. Because I think that's how, is that not how it's supposed to be? Everybody else gets their, their, Turn, why should he not? Yes, that's true. I think the issue is they didn't expect him to come swinging that hard. You know, they look at him as an underdog. They underestimated him. And those are the people that you should be paying attention to. Absolutely. I totally agree. I totally agree. Never count out because he came swinging and some of them don't know whether to say something, some of them saying too much, Some you get what I'm saying? So he got them all. Yeah. But at the end of the day, his name is out there and like he told Shannon, Shannon Mm -hmm. said, I better get another comedian to come to my show. He said, I bet you will. He said, you're going to get some of them to come back because they don't want to cool stuff up. He said, I guarantee you're going to have people. He said, don't have people calling you to get back on this show. He said, you, you're not going to have any exactly. issues in comedian back on your show. But at the end of the day, he set out a truth. He did make you go, hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yep. He made things. Exactly. He made people go yep. they research all this stuff together that is on, you know, different social media platforms. And he's also trending. So if what they say is true, like Michael Blackston, he just wants some attention. First of all, he didn't need no attention, but if he wanted it, he truly got it. And he gave you some attention, too. Because one thing I was talking about you prior to him bringing your name up. Exactly. And he get, And he spoke. He spoke with truth. Uh, he dropped a lot of gems in the things that he was saying, like, you know, you, I'm not worried about being canceled. You can't camp. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, it was entertaining to me. It, and as I've, as I've said before, I always find Cat Williams entertaining because whenever Cat Williams steps out and he says something, he brings fire with him. He trends, and he doesn't trend, and he doesn't go viral for a little bit or for a little while. Yes, it's for a minute. Because that mess in Atlanta with him and Wanda and Wanda's husband, and it's bringing all that shit back up, that stuff trended for a week. At least, like the well, weekend, the- it happened on a Friday. That weekend, it blew up, and then the following week, it was still 
flowing. And it was cameras that said, that showed her husband pulled the gun on him. Like, yeah. But anyway, I I really enjoyed it. I um uh, like I said, I always enjoy Cat when he comes up. Uh, Uncle Shay Shay. That's so funny to me to call him Uncle Shay Shay. <laughs> but uh, Uncle Shay Shay was not. He was not ready. He was not ready. He was not ready at all. At all. See, anything else you want to add before we um, get off the air? No, I'm good. It's been a pleasure. Deidre, always a pleasure. It's my pleasure as well. (laughs) Okay. Deidre, you want to add anything before we go? Uh, Can't wait for the next topic. Well, people... Tell people where they can find HPS, where they can find you. They can find HPS at hpsmagazine.com. You can find me on hpsmagazine.com, on my Facebook (laughs) or Instagram, either Deidre Gibbs or HPS Magazine. And you can leave uh, leave her a message, reach out to her. Are you still running your – are you running anything right now? You got anything coming up that you want to that you wanna, um, plug and talk about? Um, let's see. I'm posting the podcast, so that's, that's something that's coming up in January. That's pretty much. It's, okay, I got it. I got it. Pretty much, it's gonna be, I would say, a lot of Black history. Not as much cooking because I did cooking all this. I did cooking all December, so taking a little break from <laughs> other cooking book too. But there's gonna be uh, a lot of comic relief. There's gonna be different artic- articles, and hopefully, I. Can't I'm not gonna to not jinx it interviews. But I'm not gonna promote those yet okay. until they're concrete. Yeah. But that's some that's some potential interview. All right, all right. Okay. Well um as for this month I talk with Sasha. Uh, we're definitely going to. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna connect with ATL Fonda and see when we can get together to finish up the part two of um, emotionally intelligent men. And uh, I'm gonna see if I can get the men segment back together. Um, okay. And we'll definitely do that. Hopefully, um, I'm trying to do it this month um, while it's still kind of fresh for people. They will have to do a recap, but I'll definitely try to get it this month. Um, also, um, on 
Sasha's Book Corner, which is also my podcast. That's for the book readers. Um, If you are a book reader and you have a book that you want to review, you're an author and you have something that you want me to read and you want to review, um, you can hit me up at um, mine at gmail.com. That will get you directly to me. Uh, In the subject head, put Sasha's Book Corner. Also, if you... um, if you know of an author and you want them to put their stuff out there, definitely uh, hit me up and let me know. But the 21st of January, this is a Sunday on Sasha's Book Corner. We're gonna have I'm gonna have um, Karen Johnson, and the name of her book is Get Her Book. Um, thank you, ma'am. The Sex Lives of Older Love and Older Black Women. The Sex and Love of Older Black Women. So if you're an older black woman and you want some, you know, some sex and love, um, it's not just a book. It's it's a story. It's got essays and stories from different um, people that she's interviewed. So definitely um, check that out. Um, her name is Karen Johnson. She's also um, an erotic poet, um, and her name is um, Palmer E. So definitely check that out. And that's going to be um, January the 21st um, at 2. Um, I'm going to miss my book club, but that's okay. I have things I have to do. Um I'm looking, working diligently to get Pretty Fat Girl Gang, um, LaQuasha. I'm trying to get her back uh, on here. Um, I don't know what's going on with her family. She had a family emergency. So as soon as she contacts me um, and we set up a date, we will. I will reschedule the show. But the show must go on, Dolly. It's my go on. Um, Also, I have a young lady that's a mobile baker. Um, Her name is Lucretia Dudley. Am I saying her name wrong? Don't don't hate me. But um, she's a mobile baker, and um, she's going to be coming on the show to promote her business. Um, also, stay tuned on Night Talks with Sasha, the radio page. I am February. I am going to be doing a um, business list. So if you have a business and there are other people and you want people, wait, hold on. If you have a business or service and you want to get that out to other people, and you want people to come to you, then come to my page, my radio page on Facebook, Night Talks with Sasha. There's going to be a running list. And I'm going to do that um, for the month of February. And so we're going to see what happens. Um, and I'll put more instructions on the um, on the post when I do it. It's not just going to be highlighting men, women. 
just businesses all together. If you have a business and you want to promote it and you want to come on, then let me know. Um, hit me up on all my social media. Um, I also, the end of February, the 1st of March, I'm going to be doing an AI show, AI art show. Um, we're going to be discussing um, how to get paid, how to be a boss, how to make your AI art work for you, how to get money. So definitely look for that show as well. But for this month, yeah. Also, we're gonna in the spring we're gonna be doing a few things differently. So if you are a gentleman and you wanna be in on a discussion and you wanna talk about men and issues that you men have and you wanna face one Saturday a month is I'm giving my platform I'm going to be the facilitator but it's going I'm going to be hosting men hour and so we're just going to talk mm-hmm. and it's just going to be a bunch of men um, and you're going to have a safe space to talk about what you want to talk about dating women life, children Whatever. So look for that later on in 2024. We got a lot of things going on, baby. We said a blow. Get with your girl because your girl is doing things. Okay. Um, Like I said, one monkey don't stop no show. Nobody don't stop nothing because, honey, we rolling. There you go. Okay. okay. We rolling. So I want y'all to have a safe weekend. It's the first weekend of 2024. Go out. Be safe. It's raining here in Georgia. I don't know where you are, but it's, it's raining. Over here. So be safe. Okay. Well, be safe out there. Put on a jacket. Like, wash your hands. Put a mask on because COVID is here, pneumonia, and RSV, and I don't want to have to read about none of y'all. So wash your hands, go on and get you some sanitizer, wipe down your stuff, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go back to 2020 for a little bit until we make it over because we don't want none of y'all getting sick. We don't we don't want that. I don't mama don't want that. I love y'all. And I don't want that for y'all. So wash your hands. Put on the mask when you go in the place. If you're going to go see Color Purple, put on the mask. Eat, the, eat your popcorn under your mask. Oh, wow. Wash your hands when you come out of the movie theater. Sanitize your stuff. Because it's dangerous out here. It's dangerous. Okay. And I love y'all. I do. I really do. I want y'all to be safe. Okay, ladies, thank y'all for joining me tonight. I really, really appreciate y'all coming in and talking with me and having this conversation is always a joy. T-Bird, I'm going to talk to you later. I'm hungry. And uh, Ms. Zedra, I got some stuff that I got to give you. So I got to get to working. Okay. If I don't, so 
like throw a rock and don't hit my window and break it and be like, where my stuff? Because, yeah, I got a lot going on. I I heard your list, so you you good. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. So, again, this has been another episode of Night Talks with Sasha. I am your girl, your diva, Sasha, and have a great night. All right. Love y'all. Bye. Get back, please.